All right, friends, it's hoop ball promo time. This is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league all right friends it's hoop ball promo time this is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league the following is a hoop ball presentation Kurt, are you living the dream? 
Josh, I don't know how you knew this. You were some kind of mind reader here, but I am living the dream. <laughs> living the dream, man. Beautiful. I, I mess it with you, dude. Dude, good to be back Wednesday night. Thanks you for joining me as always, Kurt. Um, let's get into this, man. Uh, this is the Box Score Breakdown. And this show, like all our shows, is brought to you by our title sponsor, Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. Check out their website, hawaiianisles.com, or on Amazon. By searching for Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee, they are also on Twitter at H-I-K-O-N-A Coffee. Uh, So check them out. Uh, Also, we have the Bruise Letter. Very special announcement that our founder, the one and only Aaron Brewski, decides to write an email newsletter for this season. You cannot find it anywhere else. It is exclusive to us. And it is only, you will not find Bruce, he doesn't do this anywhere else, just the newsletter. Not on the website, not on the podcast. He's not tweeting as much. You want Bruce, sign up for the email newsletter. It's free. Go to hoop-ball.com slash newsletter. Take 10 seconds, sign up. It's hoop-ball.com slash newsletter. Aaron Bruce, straight to your inbox every week. The man, the myth, the legend. Go get it. Get some insight. And also, check out our team coverage. Click out on our team coverage link at hoop-ball.com. And if you're interested in looking to break in from a journalistic standpoint, I'm not going to get many chances like this. So come on, join us. Growing platform here at HoopBall. Get your foot in the door. Shoot us an email. TeamHoopBall at gmail.com. Again, if you're looking to join us, you want to write, want to do some pods, let us know. TeamHoopBall. P-E-A-M-H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L at gmail.com. Card Beach! Yes, sir. Game action. Let's do it. Let's do it. So I was telling Kurt uh, before we started the show, I had a rough day. And, um, of course, lo and behold, my rough day continues. We have to start with the Knicks. So we're starting Knicks Sixers. Sixers came back and win this one, 109 to 104. Uh, I, I have no choice but to finish my gloomy day by starting this podcast with the New York Knickerbockers. Marcus Morris, big line for him, 22 points, 13 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals, and a fight with Joel Embiid. Um, you know, that's a pretty, <laughs> I guess the fight's pretty typical of Marcus Morris. Line was actually kind of pretty big, though. Um, you know, I don't think we can pay too much. Time. Morris has been pretty good all year. But, uh, again, you know how we feel about the Knicks. They're hard to trust. And uh, nice season so far. I hang on to him. It's fine. He's the one guy that's actually been fairly consistent on his team. Uh, so a solid line for him. Julius Randle, 17 points. Uh, eight, eight rebounds, two assists, three steals. So that's nice defensive stats there. Lousy five for 13 shooting. It's been uh, tough sledding for Randall, especially from the floor. Um, you know, maybe one of these days he'll get it going. Um, but he's been, you know, if you're hanging on to him, you just know that they're just going to keep trotting him out there, even no matter how rough it's been for him uh, this season. So hopefully he'll turn it around at some point. But uh, it's been gumming things up for that team. And maybe there's a turnaround opportunity for him in the future. Todd Gibson only played 14 minutes, 11 points, four boards. R.J. Barrett, uh, another lousy shooting night for him. Four of 12, eight points, seven boards, 
three assists, some defensive stats helps out with that, two steals and a block, but also four turnovers. Uh, I don't even know like how we can hang on to him at this point. There will be some good, some bad, but um, not optimistic just with the percentages that he's going to be of too much value uh, the rest of the way. But there will be a lot of popcorn uh, as the season goes on for R.J. Barrett. And as we close out the Knicks, uh, Frank Nidikina. 17 points, but not a whole lot else. It was a very Clarkson-esque line. Very unusual for, for Frank Nidikina. Uh 17 points on 6 of 8 shooting, two three-pointers, a rebound, and a block, and a turnover. And that was about it. And off the bench, Dennis Smith Jr. played 15 minutes, but scored 13 points, had two assists, a couple turnovers as well. It's, uh, it, it, it's odd. You know, he's been back for the last few games, but he hasn't overtaken uh, that starting job, and with Peyton out still out another couple of weeks, we thought that you know they'd start getting some bigger minutes, but that just hasn't manifested right now. Uh, Bobby Portis, 24 minutes, only seven points, two rebounds, a steal. Basically, you can ignore the Knicks bench. I'm not even going to bother with the rest of them, except for Mitchell Robinson. 13 minutes, only two of two shooting. He's in a lot of foul trouble uh, in a short period of time, so only four points, two boards. Thank God for three blocks. It's been so up and down for him. The blocks make him so valuable. The percentage makes him so valuable. But uh, this was just one of those nights and having it uh, probably MB giving him fits. So uh, better days ahead for him. So, uh, Kurt, anything on the Knicks before we move on to the 76ers? Just Mitchell Robinson, you know, just low-key. Definitely still a buy-low guy. Better times are ahead because those owners are getting frustrated. That's all I got. Mm -hmm. On the Sixers' side, pretty much the usual suspects here. Tobias Harris with 14, 4-4, four 2-3. Four, Al Horford was a little quiet, but a decently well-rounded line. Joel Embiid had a, one of his nicer games of the season with 23-12, 5 assists, 2 blocks. Firkin Korkmaz got the start here, but only played 16 minutes. So he's not really somebody that you're looking at unless you really, really need threes. Uh, probably a streamer option. Ben Simmons, probably the news of the night for the Sixers. Uh, ben Simmons hit his first career three. He was, Yay! <laughs> yeah, he, he was 100% on threes. I didn't actually realize that he'd never hit a three. I thought he'd sprinkle in maybe a handful, but what I saw in the news was this was his first one. He had 18 and 7 with 13 assists, a steal, and a block on good percentages and only one turnover. So really good line from Simmons. Off the bench, Tybal had two steals, but no blocks. Um, again, not really getting enough minutes to be as exciting as people would like him to be in the defensive side. And Josh, really, there's not much to take news-wise from the Philly side. Did I miss anything over here? No, this team is the starters are bust. Yeah, and that's basically it. And even when... Someone sits, and, and Josh Richardson was kind of a, uh, a late-ish scratch with a hip injury. And news didn't really come out until later. There was no kind of advanced knowledge that he was injured or anything like that. So, you, you, like you said, Korkmaz comes in and does a whole lot of nothing. We don't like him beyond just streaming three-pointers. Uh, Ty is defensive stats, but again, he's got absolutely nothing going on the offensive side, and you know, that, that's really it. And unless there's a trade or something like that to bolt through their bench, I, I think that they can all be safely ignored. And with that, let's uh, move on. I've got the Wizards beating the Spurs, 138-132. to 
these wizards are just full of fantasy goodness. Um, just any time, like I, I feel like they're in just massive games every time that they play. You know, because when when have the Spurs scored 132 points recently? But thank God for the Wizards' defense, I suppose. Um, the San Antonio Spurs rolled out uh, Jakob to start uh, in place of Trey Lyles. He had 11 points, three blocks, five boards, two assists, a steal. Why am I starting with Pedal? Because he was, you know, a sleeper for the last couple of years, but always starts out the season slow, but tends to finish strong. Again, great defensive stats, good shooting percentages, just just cannot stick in lineups. And may, and again, we always look for signs that maybe he'll turn things around. And with the Spurs struggling, I don't know, I would keep him on, on your radars if you're looking for, especially if, you, if you're in need of blocks and people gave up on Heedle uh, on or Pirtle, uh, or earlier on just because of the lack of production. Um, DeMar DeRozan led all scores for the Spurs, 31 points, added in five assists, uh, four rebounds, and he was 13 of 17 at the line and nine of 13 from the floor. So a good overall shooting night for him. He had a block as well. Solid night for uh, DeRozan in a losing effort. Patty Mills uh, playing in place uh, of Derek White, and he had a, a pretty solid night, 16 points. Six assists, two steals, three turnovers, six of ten shooting, uh, four three-pointers as well. Um, but, you know, you're not looking at him for real fantasy purposes. Once White gets back, you know, that, that backcourt gets a little bit logjammed. And, and this was uh, a move that Pop had said that he was just trying to jumpstart the offense a little bit, shake things up. Uh, DeJounte Murray only played 19 minutes off the bench in this one, uh, but did have a pretty solid night, 15 points. Uh, five boards, two assists, three steals. So, again, yeah, Murray can fill it up in limited minutes, but I think this was a move that Pop was trying to get the team going. And, and one thing to indicate, not really a fantasy stat, but uh, Patty Mills was a plus 11 when he was on the floor. Murray was a minus 21. So, Pop may be seeing something on the defensive end or uh, something that teams are, are, are jumping on. Uh, to cause that dip in minutes. So something that we're going to have to keep in mind for fantasy purposes if Pop wants to keep rolling his lineup out. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge had a double-double, 12 points, 10 boards, 5 assists, 3 blocks. The blocks are a little unusual, so that's pretty nice for LMA. Only 6-15 from the floor, though. No three-pointers. Bird Forbes, 19 points, uh, 3 3-pointers, only 6-14 from the floor. He added 7 assists, 2 steals. And four rebounds. So it's actually a pretty nice line from Forbes. Uh, usually also just mainly a three-point shooter. But he added in a lot of other counters, which is, which is nice. Uh, but I, again, because of this backcourt and with uh, Derek White out for this one, I'm not really putting too much stock in that line for Bryn Forbes. Rudy Gay, uh, nice line off the bench. 18 points, five boards, three assists, and a block. Solid. Can't complain. Uh, through the game for you. Nice uh, end of your bench guy and in, in, there for you in a pinch. And lastly, Marco Bellinelli. Uh, 10 points, 2 assists in 14 minutes. Not much else to speak to on the Spurs bench. Kurt, anything you want to add on the Spurs? Only thing I got, sir, is on Murray. Again, he's a guy that I feel like people are getting frustrated with with his low minutes. And I feel like not a lot of people know that they're really monitoring his minutes. So 
Um, some people are probably looking at him as a bust, and he's really explosive, and he's got really good per-minute stats, so I think he's somebody you can buy low on. On the Wizards' side, Bradley Beal played 38 minutes for 33 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists, and 3 threes. He had good shooting from the field, 14 of 24. Troy Brown Jr. played 20 minutes. He was a popular pickup not too long ago. I don't really see it for him. He's, he's not getting a whole lot of minutes. Uh, the minutes were really spread out here. Uh, besides Bradley Beal, the other starters had 24, 22, and 25 minutes. Uh, we'll look at Rui Hachimura, 15 and 7 with two assists. No steals or blocks and no threes. He's barely hanging on to standard league value, number 139 on averages in standard leagues. You could probably do better, but he is a rookie on a terrible team, so um, also worth holding on to. Thomas Bryant had 11, 5, and 6. No defensive stats, but a 3. Uh, not a bad line for 22 minutes. Isaiah Thomas, 24 minutes, 11 points, and 6 assists with 3 threes. I own him pretty much everywhere. I'm getting a little antsy. I'm just I'm excited for him to go big. I know we're not going to see... Boston Celtics, Isaiah Thomas, but I just want to see if some of these big games. I, I think he's got some potential. Off the bench, one of the guys I'm most intrigued with on this team is Davis Bertans. He had 21 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, a steal, 4 threes in 29 minutes. And in the early season, it looked like he was going to be just a 3-point specialist. But in his last few games, he's showing that he can do a lot more than that. I think he needs to be owned in all standard leagues and possibly even 10-teamers, depending on what's on your wire. Mo Bogner, we know this guy, we, we've always been commenting on his fouls. Again, he got five tonight, but he went really big a couple games ago, and now he's starting to get some more minutes probably because of that. He played 26 tonight, and we, he went for a 13-6 and six with three assists and three threes. If you picked him up in standard leagues, I'd keep holding on. Ish Smith had one of his better games of the year, 21 points, four rebounds, four assists, three threes. I'm not interested there. Anyone off the bench, the only guys I'm really looking at are Bogner and Bertans. What's your take, Josh? Bertans had the revenge game going tonight, so nice uh, nice little revenge game against his former uh, team. And with with Bogner, yeah, it's crazy. Like every time we see him, it's like it's the the, the turnovers and fouls are just piling on. But you know, again, what else are they gonna do? They're gonna keep trotting him out there. Um, so, uh, I mean, look, it's, it's, it's low key fantasy goodness. It's, but again, I, I'm not putting too much stock in it, but if, uh, if you're desperate, I, I guess there, there are worse places to go than Mo. Moving on to the Milwaukee Bucks beating the Atlanta Hawks 135 to 127. We start with, obviously, Giannis. 33 points, 11 boards, 4 assists, a steal, a block, 4 turnovers. Really good from the floor, from the line, not so much. 8 of 13. Um, you know, this is as, as Giannis a line as you can possibly get. The free throws are going to keep kind of hindering his value. Um, it, it's just been absolutely poor this year, and, and there were... A couple, you know, weeks ago, we thought there would be signs of turning it around, but he's 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 at sixty-one percent from the line. That's just atrocious. And until he turns that around, it's really going to keep everything else uh, from from hitting his potential ceiling, which is very frustrating. 
Uh, Eric Bledsoe has been great, though, uh, recently. He had 28 points tonight, uh, seven boards, five assists, also blocked. The six turnovers, not great. But considering the heater he's on, he's, uh, you know, you'll take that. And he did this all in 25 minutes, 8 of 17 from the floor, three three-pointers, nine of 11 from the stripe. Uh, really good night again for uh, Eric Bledsoe. He's been turning in great value uh, ever since. You got you got a discount from him because of the injury scare that he had at the start of the year. And all he's done is return great value on the season. Uh, Brooke Lopez, 12 points, five boards, an assist, two steals, two blocks, two three-pointers. Another very Brooke Lopez night. Uh, because he can just fill a box score like this and get you those D stats, knock down the threes. We love Brook Lopez, man. I got his signed jersey hanging in my man cave. So big Brook Lopez fan. You should be as well for your fantasy teams. Uh, Wes Matthews, 20 minutes, only 10 points, uh, three assists, two boards, a steal. Um, uh, you know, again, a three-point specialist. Not going to you know do much for your teams here. But, um, you know, not the worst night for Wes Matthews. And uh, while you're trying to help fill in for uh, Chris Middleton, uh, Dante DiVincenzo, 11 points, five boards, three assists, two steals, uh, a couple turnovers as well. Also, you know, part of that mix of filling in for uh, Chris Middleton, uh, you can get a little bit of mileage out of him. Once he returns, he will go back to being waiver fodder. Off the bench. George Hill, nine points, four assists, three boards. Again, not much there. Uh, this is like uh, this is a team like the the Sixers that it took like an injury to get these guys to step up. But even still, there's not like a ton of great value here. I've been waiting for Sterling Brown to break out, and that's just not happening. He had uh, only eight points, uh, four boards, two assists, and a block. Uh, in Twenty minutes, only took four shots tonight. Uh, DJ Wilson, 18, only 18 minutes, two points, three boards, an assist, a block. Uh, Brooks' brother, Robin, nine points, uh, four boards, and only a couple of turnovers. There's really no one stepping up on this team, on this bench. So just the thought that there would be someone to kind of backfill. The closest person has been DiVincenzo, uh, but they're really just going to kind of spread this around. That kind of makes it. Uh, difficult to say that there's any other fantasy value to be had on this team uh, besides those those big starters like Giannis, like Brook Lopez, and like Bledsoe. Uh, Kurt, what do you got for me? You nailed it, Josh. I'm just, like you said, nobody emerges from the bench. And looking at the two guys that got DMPCDs, uh, Ilya Sova is an exciting, but he can contribute. And then I'm not quite sure why they don't play Thanasis Antetokounmpo. And I don't really even know his game too well, so that might be a bad take. But I saw him play one game in the preseason, and he looked all right. But if you got Giannis, who's one of the best guys in the league, you would think that maybe his brother, I think this is actually his older brother, why not give him some minutes? You're giving DJ Wilson 18, Pat Connaughton 16, Kyle Korver 12. Like, he can't be worse than them. I mean, Yeah, play, play the brothers. What do we yeah, have to lose, right? Develop this guy. That's all I got, Josh. On the Hawks I got side, you. What? Take it away with the Hawks. You got it. On the Hawks side, Jabari Parker continues to plot along. 14-3-3 with two steals and two threes. He fouled out in 27 minutes. DeAndre Hunter, this guy, you know, uh, is a rookie that was popular coming in as a late-round flyer in a lot of drafts, and he hasn't really shown us much so far. 
but tonight was probably his best game of the season. He went for 27 and 11 with two assists, still no defensive stats. That's been a regular occurrence, but three threes and really good shooting numbers, eight of 12 from the field and eight of nine from the free throw line. Um, maybe this is a trend that he's going to continue. If he can get you those big scoring and rebound numbers with some threes on good percentages, he'll be worth owning if he, even if he's not getting you the defensive stats. I'm not super stoked about him, though. Cam Reddish started for Kevin Herter, who's out for a little bit with 17 points, three rebounds, one assist, one steal, three threes. He's more of a 14, 16-team guy. Damian Jones. I'm intrigued by this guy because he looks so athletic and all of his shots are dunks and he's pretty good at blocking the ball. Uh, only 20 minutes for 8-8, eight and eight, no blocks tonight. If he ever got up to like 26, 28 minutes, I think he'd be a fun guy to own, but it might not be there for him this, this season with Collins being out and him still only getting 20-ish minutes. He's more of a deep league guy. Off the bench, Evan Turner played 15 minutes, didn't do a whole lot. Old man Vince Carter playing in, I think, his 22nd year. He had 13 points and three threes. Good man, or a good game for Vince. Uh, Trey Young, obviously he didn't come off the bench, but he chipped in a 25-8 and eight with three steals and one three. He's been fun to own this year. You'd like the field goal percentage to go up a little bit, only 8 of 22 tonight, but you knew what you were getting in that regard. Uh, but he only had one turnover, so decent game for Trey. Did I miss anything over here, Josh? No, I think you covered it all. That, that center position there is a bit of a mess. Like you said, we, we, we would love to get behind Jones uh, as their primary big, but they keep rotating in Fernando and Alice Len, and this is all temporary until John Collins comes back. Uh, same thing with, with Hunter. Is uh, you know These guys will, uh, you know, they've got a few more weeks of, of being able to put up big numbers, but uh, John Collins' return looms, and so there's only just another few weeks for it to kind of get any mileage out of these guys before their uh, their value just completely uh, evaporates. And now we will move on. We've got the Brooklyn Nets. My Brooklyn Nets beating the Charlotte Hornets 101-91. to uh, Kurt, take me through the Hornets because I need to... I need to feel good about something. I'm going to talk to you next. So you start us off with the Hornets. You got it, sir. Cody Zeller. He was a really popular pickup earlier in the year. He had foul trouble tonight. He's really slowed down a little bit. Uh, five points, seven boards, two assists, one three. Only 15 minutes. P.J. Washington. Another really hot pickup to start the year. Five points, four rebounds, one assist, one steal, and only 12 minutes. But he had five fouls. So both these guys are in for better nights. Miles Bridges. Has been a little underwhelming so far this year, but 12 and 5 tonight with five cash counters. Two steals, one block, two threes. Uh, I definitely would not be dropping him. I've seen some drop questions come up. This guy's got some real potential to contribute across the board. Terry Rozier, Scary Terry, 18 and 6 with two assists, no steals, no blocks, 5 of 14 from the field, and 6 of 7 from the free throw line with four turnovers. About what you expect from Scary Terry. Devontae Graham. He was a little quieter by the standard he set so far, but he still had a good line. 17 points, 3 rebounds, 6 assists, six assists 4 threes. Not amazing in the shooting uh, department, 5 of 16 from the field, but he led the team in minutes at 38, and I think he's probably the best player on this team. So if you were concerned about him and Terry Rozier splitting minutes or 
I'm not sure. Him continuing off the bench, he's already jumped in the starting lineup, and now he's leading the team in minutes. And he also had the most shots tonight, so he's a great guy to own. I think he's the best pickup of the year so far. Off the bench, Bismack Biombo, block specialist, had 10-7 and seven with one block. Malik Monk had 13 points, three rebounds, assists, two steals, and a three. Nick Batum is alive, and nothing to see there. Dwayne Bacon, remember when he was a pickup? Six points, one rebound, one assist, two steals in only 14 minutes. He's a drop candidate. And that's all I have on the Charlotte Hornets. What do you have, Josh? Yeah, I got you. Uh, P.J. Washington really struggled tonight with, with fouls, and he's been not good. He's been outside the top 150 over the past few games or so. Um, if, you know, if you, yeah, there could be better times ahead, but his, his, he's really cooled off over the past couple of weeks. So if you're if you're in a shallower league, then, you know, that, that, you're kind of looking at that and saying, oh, boy. Um, I, I wouldn't blame you if you tried to move on. I do love Devontae Graham. They just had a lousy shooting night tonight as a team. So it's actually one of the Nets' better defensive efforts of the year. Um, so the Hornets only shot 37% tonight. So that was a, a big factor in the, uh, the fantasy issues that the Hornets had tonight. But on the Nets' side, it was Big J, Jared Allen with the monster tonight. 22 points, 17 boards. Two steals, 9 of 12 shooting, 4-6 at the line. Big, big night for Jared Allen. He really took advantage of the, the troubles that the uh, Hornets front court has had, had tonight. It's really, really it has, has had all season long. So massive night tonight. He's been stringing together a few good games. I think he's got uh, a little bit motivated just with uh, Jordan uh, being in that starting lineup earlier. This year, and uh, he got a nice kick in the pants, and he's been uh, he's been delivering into high gear. I thought he was going to be a drop candidate at one point, but uh, no, he picked it up, and he's showing you uh, you know that hey, he, he can bring it, and and this was this great night for him. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie's been the guy to kind of carry the mantle for the Nets without Kyrie Irving and without Karis LeVert. He did it again tonight, twenty points with eight assists. Uh, four boards, two steals on 7 of 18 shooting, couple three-pointers. Perfect at the stripe. He's actually been shooting great at the stripe recently, getting to the line a lot as well. So it's been a solid run for uh, Spencer Dinwiddie again. Um, we'll probably stick while Levert is out a little bit longer term, but probably don't expect this kind of usage uh, when uh, Kyrie Irving returns. Uh, Torian Prince had a good night. He'd been a little bit up and down also, but 20 points, eight boards, four assists, a steal. Uh, for Torian Prince, not a great shooting night, uh, but uh, still four three-pointers on the night. He's kind of hovering in that uh, top 125 range. And again, I think he had a pretty lousy stretch over the past couple of weeks. But hang on to him because, uh, you know, he can deliver nights like this and the Nets need him. Uh, Joe Harris struggled from the field, three of 12, uh, only eight points, four boards, three assists, uh, and a steal. But the reigning three-point king had better nights. Uh, he's had them in the past, so just chalk this one up to a rough one. Garrett Temple, also a starter, played 31 minutes, but only one of seven uh, for four points, four boards, two assists. Uh, don't look too much into Garrett Temple. Nice veteran guy, uh, veteran presence for this team, but um, isn't really going to do much um, you know, by way of fantasy stats. DeAndre Jordan, 14.7 boards off the bench, 20 minutes. Solid night. 
we we like to see more defensive stats. There were none tonight. But again, if you're in need of a deep center, I guess you could do worse than uh, DeAndre Jordan, who can uh, get you some cheap points, cheap boards, good field goal percentage, and a block here and there. And he's still going to get his minutes, especially against uh, the bigger bigs uh, out east. And the only other name to really kind of keep your eye on is John Musa. He had 20 minutes, only two of nine tonight, four points, but seven boards, uh, an assist, uh, and a couple of steals. Active on the defensive end. The Nets sent down Rodion's Kuruks uh, to the G League. He had been in the doghouse and really, really struggled to start the season. And John Musa was their first-round pick last year, was hurt the majority of the season, but he can get hot quickly. He's got a good stroke. They let him fly from deep, and he was pretty active on the defensive end tonight uh, and shipped in with those two steals. So deep leagues, keep your eye on him because if he can gain the confidence of Kenny Atkinson, uh, there might be some real deep league value there in, in John Musa. Kurt, anything to add for my Nets? Only thing I got, sir, is Rodian Kuruk, who had some buzz starting the season. People thought he might start. He is a drop in all leagues. It was a DMPCD tonight. And there was also, I didn't look into why, but Nicholas Claxton had been getting some buzz. I don't know what the what it was all about. Um, maybe you could tell. You're the expert on these guys. I hadn't looked into it enough. I knew he was more of like a deep league guy. But I, I heard his name come up in a lot of... Yeah, he, he, he'd been playing pretty well for the Nets and gave him, gave him a lot of energy. Uh, I just think this was a night where Jared Allen was red hot and uh, and I think uh, Atkinson just didn't want to take him off the floor. I think it was just a, a game situation. I'm sure uh, Claxton will get a little bit, but I don't. again, only in deep deep dynasty leagues are, are we really thinking about him. I don't think that there's a whole lot of value with Claxton for fantasy teams. We will jump ahead. Two, the Cavs and the Heat. Heat beating the Cavs 124 to 100. We will start on the Cavs side. Kevin Love, uh, what a year he's had. 25 points, 13 boards, two assists, uh, four turnovers, but uh, that's all right. Eight of 14 from the floor, uh, five of nine from the perfect at the stripe. What a year he's had. I mean, anyone who took a risk on him, he's been delivering your top 20 value on the season. Uh, the I guess the only trepidation is is that, you know, the Cavs are bad. We knew they'd be bad. And, you know, is, is when is the time to sell high on him? You know, we're always fearful of injury. We're always fearful of the Cavs just shutting down. Um, this might be the, the window to start selling high on Kevin Love. Uh, as great a player as he is, uh, you may just kind of have to cash your chips at some point. Uh, Larry Nance Jr. gets the spot start with Tristan Thompson out tonight. 16 points, 9 boards, 2 assists, 2 steals, a block, 50% shooting, 2 three-pointers, 2-2. Two, two. What, what a great line for Larry Nance Jr. It's amazing what can happen when you let uh, a guy like him uh, you know, just let loose. Because uh, he can do it all, you know, across the board. He's always been a great defensive stats guy, but has the chops from deep. Uh, good percentages. Uh, great, great fantasy line here for Larry Nance Jr. Hopefully this is a, a sign of more things to come, but he is just solid value, even if that breakout really doesn't happen. Uh, Colin Sexton had 19 points, 
two boards, two steals as well, and a whole lot of nothing else. But he did shoot 8 of 16 from the floor. Um, short of needing to stream points, uh, don't even bother with, with, with Sexton. This is just his game. He shoots and not a whole lot else. Uh, Darius Garland played 25 minutes, but a rough night for him. Ten points, uh, two assists, a steal, four turnovers, and poor shooting. Uh, and Chetty Osmond, only three points, three steals. Uh, we, we, anyone who keeps expecting Chetty Osmond to be a thing, just just stop at this point. It, it's it's not happening. Uh, and off the bench, I don't even want to get to this bench because it's pretty hideous. But uh, we should mention Jordan Clarkson. I guess for all you point streamers out there and anyone who, uh, you know, is using him for like that, that random breakout night, uh, he only had 12 points, four boards, two assists, a couple of turnovers, and uh, only four of 11 from the floor. It's not his best of nights, but again, this was a very one-sided affair uh, for the Heat. So beyond that, I can't really look uh, too deep into this, but really your, your fantasy value lies within love. Nance Jr. and Tristan Thompson when he returns. Uh, Kurt, anything else you want to add on the Cavaliers? Just like you said with Jetty Osmond, I picked him up in some spots and hoped that he could get something going this year with the opportunity. If you haven't dropped him already, you can jettison Jetty Osmond right to the scrap heap. Off the bench, this <laughs> has no fantasy value. But I see D. Wade on the bench, and I feel like I'm seeing a ghost. Of course, I, I have to see who it is. It's actually Dean Wade who played three minutes, but I just kind of something funny to mention there. Over on the if court, only, if only, yeah. <laughs> right? I'm like, did he come out of retirement? On the Heat side, Jimmy Butler, 21 points, five rebounds, five assists, two steals, four blocks, two threes, a perfect 13 of 13 from the line. Very well-rounded game for Jimmy. Minus his, his shooting from the field was three of 16. Otherwise, great game for Jimmy. Myers Leonard, he's been a little up and down. Uh, there was a time where he was trending, and now that trend has kind of dissipated. Zero points, five rebounds, nothing else, and only 18 minutes. Duncan Robinson, playing against his former coach Jim Beeline, maybe put him on a little bit of a heater tonight. Nine of 15 from the field. All 15 of those shots were threes, so nine threes, 29 points, and two rebounds. Uh, don't expect this on a regular basis. Again, it was against the Cavs. He had some added motivation playing against his former coach. He's more of a three-point streamer in deep leagues. Bam Adebayo, if this guy could make his free throws like he was last year, he'd be in the first-round value conversation. But it's not happening for some reason. Three of six tonight, so 50%. 13 points, seven rebounds, three assists, four steals, no blocks. Perfect 5-5 from the field. Uh, what hurts you with Bam, like I said, is those free throws. I heard that he was worse than having Drummond and somebody else. One of the other guys who's really bad at, really brings your free throw percentage down. He was worse than having both of He was had worse negative impact, here we go, let me find my words, than two of the worst free throw shooters on your team as of right now because he's shooting something like six or seven a game. So really hope he brings that back. I think he was around 80% last year. Kendrick Nunn has been a little up and down this year. 11 points, 2 rebounds, 6 assists, only 1 steal. That's normally where a lot of his value comes from. 5 turnovers. And what popped out to me was only 7 shots. To start the season, he was getting 15, 16, 17, 18 shots every night. 
And I thought that would drop when Jimmy came back, and it didn't for a while. But I, I don't think he's going to be quite as hot as people thought. He definitely looks good, but with only seven shots, he's a little up and down. I don't think he's the next Donovan Mitchell, like some people are saying, but definitely still worth owning. Off the bench, Goran Dragic has had a surprisingly nice year. 13 points, 4 boards, 6 assists, 1 triple. He played 26 minutes. Tyler Hero had 22 points, 3 rebounds, 3 assists, 4 threes. He usually doesn't do a whole lot besides score and hit threes, but he's worth owning. Kelly Olynyk had more minutes than he's been getting. 10 points, 6 boards, 2 assists, a steal, 2 threes. He's more of a 14-team guy. Other than that, uh, we haven't seen Justice Winslow yet. He, he could come back any time. Uh, Dion Waiters, don't be worried about him. He's, he's uh, making his own bed there. Probably not going to see him in a Heat uniform. Josh, what do you have on the Heat? That Duncan Robinson line is absolutely hysterical. <laughs> Nine of fifteen, all of his shots from three. That that is just he was just pure heat check tonight. Coincidentally enough, he's flirting with top hundred value. It's insane right now. But again, that's a function of Justice Winslow being out. I, I, I'm not not optimistic he can keep up that kind of pace. And to your point about Bam Adebayo, I believe that the only player worse. Uh, from a free throw value standpoint, is Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, you know, just in terms of the amount of attempts relative to the percentage of, uh, of free throws made. So yeah, in, in terms of, uh, of of impact on your fantasy team's free throw percentage. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's rough and it's really keeping his value down, but still kind of in that like top fifty territory. So it's been a great year. For Ben uh, Adebayo. We are going to move on to Raptors Magic. The Raptors beating the Orlando Magic 113-97. The, the Raps keep trucking on. But I'm going to talk about the Orlando Magic. And a rough night for the Magic who lost uh, both Aaron Gordon and Nick Vucevic early to, uh, to injuries. So the box scores aren't really going to do it justice. Uh, they only got in uh, uh, 12 minutes. Uh, and, and 11 minutes, respectively, for Gordon and, and Vooch. Um, so, you know, only two points, two boards for Aaron Gordon. Vooch had three points, five boards, five assists. So he had something going. Poor shooting night. Uh, but uh, a pair of injuries kind of derailed the night. Uh, so we're going to have to monitor that news as we go forward. It seemed like Vooch's injury wasn't as bad, but was uh, I, I believe that he was spotted with either a crutch or a limp or something uh, that uh, that could be uh, a little bit more significant in terms of him potentially missing games. And the beneficiary of this was Jonathan Isaac, who returned from his own ankle injury by, I don't know, walking the catwalk or something like that at a fan event. Um, 16 points, 13 boards, three assists, a steal, three box. Three blocks, uh, only six to fifteen from the floor. Did not make a three pointer though. He has been an absolute monster, and if Gordon misses time, his monster season will only continue. And he will soak up more of that offense. He actually uh, tied for the lead in shots on this team. So his value, if Gordon were to miss time, 
or Vucevic this time could could actually somehow get better than what it has been. He's been that good, and that's without all of the offensive touches that he gets. Uh, Evan Fournier had 21 points, uh, leading all scores. Uh, also chipped in uh, three uh, three assists, two boards, three steals as well, which is pretty nice. Seven to 15 shooting, three three pointers. Uh, good night for him. Uh, you know, we, uh, we know what we know what Evan Fournier is at this point. Uh, but he's had a nice season so far, top 100 value. Uh, but uh, I wouldn't get too uh, optimistic about moving beyond that. But uh, he could see some more offensive touches as well, uh, should his bigs miss time. Uh, Markel Fultz, 26 minutes, 6 of 14 shooting, 12 points. Uh, we got four assists and a couple steals as well. Uh, not a whole lot of other counting stats to really talk to. Solid, if uh, not a wonderful night. Uh, for for Fultz, but hey, we'll take it as kind of an, an end of the bench guy for you. Uh, his backcourt mate DJ Augustin had a, a pretty lousy shooting night, one of nine, only four points, five assists, uh, two rebounds. Um, look, I mean these guys split minutes, and they're going to keep splitting minutes. Uh, but Augustin uh, had a little bit of an injury scare. Uh, but uh, he'll keep getting out there. He's just going to be a little bit inconsistent in terms of the fantasy value he delivers. The guys to look towards, if uh, you know, if depending on the news, will be Alfred Camino. Uh, but he had he had a quiet night in 23 minutes, three points, five boards. Um, with with Isaac out, he had a couple of nice games. Uh, he can deliver standalone value, but if he gets thrust into added minutes, he's definitely worth uh, a, a, an add, even if his, uh, his overall ceiling isn't that great. Uh, Obama, we, uh, you know, their former first-round pick, uh, maybe we could see some potential action for him. Uh, they may keep his minutes potentially low, just with injury risk, but uh, he didn't do much tonight. Uh, 3.3 boards, 2 assists, but 2 blocks. Um, you know, the block's potential is there. Uh, so if Vooch were to miss time, uh, he's, in a, he's a speculative pickup. So is Ken Birch. Uh, he had 21 minutes and shot 5 and 7 from the floor for 12 points and 4 boards. So Bomba's probably going to get you the defensive stats. Birch, not really. Uh, but, uh, again, wait on the news, and then we can make some assessments as to how that magic front court will shake out. Uh, Kurt, anything on the magic before you throw us to the dinosaurs? No, it's just, it's just rough to lose two of your starters that soon into a game. Um, I heard that both their x-rays came back negative. That's all I saw on Gordon. But for Vooch, they said he was in a walking boot and had a crutch, like you were saying. So to me, I think he's going to miss some time here. If he's in a walking boot, I've had some of those ankle turns. It can be a week or two, and ankles have been killer this year. Some guys going out three to four weeks, some... Even longer than that for in the case of like Deer and Fox. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see him miss two weeks. Um, I'm no doctor. And when I saw that he only played 11 minutes, I'm like, okay, it's Mo Bamba time. But Mo Bamba only got 16 minutes. And, and I love his upside in blocks. He was a guy that averaged somewhere around four in college. Uh, he just has never gotten the minutes as a pro. So maybe if you needed a streamer for blocks, he'd be worth a grab. But the fact that he only played 16 minutes tonight when Vooch only... He went down after 11. Um, kind of makes me wonder a little bit. Like you said, Ken Birch, maybe somebody to look at. Terrence Ross, it's good to see him coming back on. 
I think he's one of the more consistent three-point streamers now that he's getting up to speed. On the Raptors' side, um, kind of the usual suspects here. Siakam had 18-11 with four assists, one steal, one block, one three. OG had nine points, four rebounds, no steals, only one block, and one three. He only played 23 minutes. I didn't see any injury report, and he did, it didn't look like he was in foul trouble. So maybe just not the best night from OG tonight. He'll be fine. Mark Gasol, 5-6 and six with 5 assists, 1 steal, 1 block, 1-3 in 29 minutes. Norm Powell led the team in minutes at 38. He didn't do a ton, but minutes equal opportunity in most cases. He had 15 points, 1 rebound, 2 assists, 1-3. I'd say he's a low-end 12-team guy and probably a must-own guy in 14 teams or deeper. Fred Van Vliet, he's having a great year. 24 points, 1 rebound, 7 assists, 2 steals, 1-3. 10 of 19 from the field. He's going to go ham while Lowry's out. So I think you could probably take advantage of this and maybe sell high. Chris Boucher, super popular pickup in the last week or so. But the minutes have been capped at about 20. And if he was ever going to have an opportunity, you'd think it'd be now with Ibaka being out with Gasol being however old he is, 35. But they just keep his minutes limited. But he is a per-minute monster like we talked about with uh, Christian Wood, the guy who plays for Detroit. So in only 20 minutes, he went for 14-11 and 11 with an assist and a block. I've picked him up in some weekly leagues where I know I can just stash him because I think better days are in store for him. If he can only get to even 24 or 25 minutes consistently... This guy can get you some great stats. Rondé Hollis Jefferson's revival continues in terms of minutes at 27. In terms of stats, 6-5 and five with 2 assists and 1 steal. Uh, shooting guard Terrence Davis played 27 minutes. I don't know a lot about this guy, but he had 19 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, 1 block, and 3 threes. So he's worth picking, uh, keeping an eye on at the very least. Josh, you know anything about this Terrence Davis guy? All I know is he's been hot, and um, he's had a few good nights in a row. And uh, you know, at this at this juncture, you know, his minutes have increased, and uh, you, you just uh, you know, it, the deeper leagues definitely pick him up. But it, he's starting to get a little bit of standard league traction. Still not beyond like the top two hundred right now. But he's been really good, and I think uh, Nick Nurse has started to notice. Um, but again, that might all be short-lived, really due to uh, Lowry and Ibaka's absences. Um, Ibaka, it seems like, will be back soon, and uh, Lowry could be back within the next couple of weeks. So if you're going to, to pick up a guy, Davis might be worth a, a speculative ad. Uh, but at the same time, I wouldn't expect too much mileage out of it with, with Lowry and Ibaka uh, due back within the next uh, week or so. And with that, we will move on to the Mavs and Warriors. And this one was over, like, right after they took the ball off. Uh, the Mavericks win 142-94. to 94. I, I, I was able to catch a bunch of this game. Luka Doncic is a whiz and is ridiculous. And just, I think, was 
like so good that I just think it deflated the entire Warriors team. Now the Warriors would have been deflated regardless. Uh, but um, I, I, we'll talk about the Warriors here. But my God, Luca is, is just amazing. Uh, on the Warriors side, uh, Pascal, Eric Pascal, forty minutes, twenty-two points, seven boards, a steal, eight of nineteen shooting. Even in the blowout, he had forty minutes. So he uh, he's a solid guy. They love him. And also, they played without Draymond Green tonight, so that opportunity was going to be there. But this team is so thin that even in a blowout, they only played nine players, and all of them played at least 25 minutes. So Steve Kerr is basically just throwing his guys to the, to the Wolves and saying, hey, fight your way through it. Uh, so they're, you know, it might jumble the lineups up a little bit until Draymond Green. Uh, if he's out long-term, it doesn't seem like it was a serious thing. Uh, but uh, Pascal seems like he's going to stick around. Um, Kai Bowman uh, will have some value as long as uh, D'Angelo Russell remains out. He had 16 points, oh, but only a couple of assists, a rebound, and a steal, but a nice shooting night for him, uh, 7 of 10 shooting. Uh, Alec Burks, again, if anyone's guess as to who's going to provide the spark for this team, uh, Burks had uh, good scoring nights. Uh, recently, and then had a lousy one tonight. Only 11 points, uh, four four boards, uh, four assists, and a steal. Only three of 11 from the floor. But you're going to need someone to score, so it might as well be Alec Burks. Uh, Glenn Robinson, uh, only five points, five boards, an assist, and a steal. I wouldn't bother even with the minutes. And Willie Cauley Stein, you would think someone with his experience would be able to deliver something on this team that is, is bereft of talent. But no, seven points, four boards, an assist, fortunately two steals and, and a block, but I don't know where this guy has been. He didn't seem like he was doing much on either end of the floor tonight, it felt like, went from watching the game. Uh, off the bench, Amari Spellman, uh, Marcus Chris, and Jordan Poole all had 11 points apiece. None of these guys are really fantasy relevant. I will say Marcus Chris had a pre well-rounded line. He chipped in a couple of steals and a couple of blocks as well. Uh, but again, hard to trust these guys. I'm sure that will change when uh, Draymond Green returns, but what a mess this team is. It's amazing how these guys' fortune turned so bad so quickly. Uh, Kurt, anything you want to add on the Warriors? Um, only, only to echo, like you said, with Eric Pascal. Uh, he gets some, some bad cred because he doesn't usually give you the assists, steals, or blocks. But honestly, I don't even care. Like, for a guy that you can pick up off the waiver wire, and sure, he had 40 minutes tonight, so that's probably a little inflated when Draymond Green's actually around. But he looks like he can score in bunches. He's going to rebound. And he has good percentages. So, actually, well, his free throw percentage was a little down tonight, 5-9. to nine, But... Normally, he's like in the mid-80s for free throws. So, sure, he might not get you the defensive stats, but he's got scoring, he's got rebounding, he's got good percentages. And if he's going to be out there 30-plus minutes a game, he's going to fall into a steal and a block here and there. So, he was dropped in one of my leagues, and I was stoked to be able to scoop him up. And I was also stoked to see Kai Bowman starting. Um, You know, he has a pretty fantasy-friendly game. And he could probably take a bigger hit than Pascal when guys like uh, D'Angelo Russell come back. 
even when Draymond Green comes back, which sounds funny, but Draymond Green in the last game was actually starting point guard. So he might take a ding when Draymond comes back. On the Mavericks side, our usual usual suspects are Luka Doncic. He only played 26 minutes, guys, and he had 35 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists, 3 steals, 6 triples. You know he's going to get close to the triple-double or get a triple-double pretty much any night. But people ding him for his percentages and the turnovers. Well, tonight he was 11 of 18 from the field and 7 of 8 from the free throw line. Sure, he had the five turnovers, but I want to say this was the fastest triple double and fastest 30 point triple double in NBA history, if I read that correctly. So, amazing guy to own here. He's been a first rounder uh, by averages in 9cat, and he's been number eight, and by totals, he's been number six. So, what a monster this guy has been this year. Kristaps Porzingis, 14 and 10, with two assists, two blocks, two threes. Low minutes, but again, it was against the Warriors, so they didn't need very much. Uh, Dwight Powell, he had 6-3 and three with one assist, two steals, and one block. I know his game is really roto-friendly, but in standard leagues, I would have moved on a long time ago. DFS, Dorian Finney-Smith, he had a big line recently. Tonight, only 19 minutes, wasn't really there. Tim Hardaway had 20 points and four threes. He's a deep league kind of guy. Boban Marjanovic, 10-6. DeLon Wright only played 16 minutes. He was a really popular pick in a lot of drafts this year. Only 6 points, no rebounds, 3 assists, 1 steal, no blocks, and no threes. Um, but i got to tell you, I'm pretty surprised. I thought this guy would be an easy drop candidate. So I looked up his averages. Even with his low numbers and low minutes, He's number 87 on the year in 9-cat averages and number 71 in totals. Now, some of that is floated by the fact that he's making 53% from the field, but he only takes 5.8 shots a game. And he's making 90% from the free throw line, yet he only takes 1.5, I'm sorry, I think I said 3-point line, 1.5 free throws per game, and he only turns it over 0.7 times. So that really floats his value. Otherwise, he's like a 8-3-3 guy with 1.3 steals. So I wouldn't blame you if you moved on anywhere. I have, an, I have him in a few spots, but if there's a hot pickup out there, I have no issues with you dropping him. Josh, what's your take on these Mavericks? They're just outside of Doncic, they're just a frustrating fantasy team because, like you said, you would think that, you know, Guys who are fantasy-friendly players like a Dwight Powell, like a, a Daylon Wright, uh, should be delivering for this team. But Rick Carlisle is just just maddeningly inconsistent with how he deploys his guys, and, and really just you know, as much as we love Luka Doncic, he kind of steals the wind out of everyone on this team. It's it's kind of crazy. And but look, he's a he's a marvel to watch, and that's nothing against Luka Doncic. It's just, you know, it, it, it's hard for some of these guys to get uh, their way when he's having the kind of night that he had where he is just just absolutely on fire and had his way doing whatever he wanted from a fantasy perspective. So, like you said, with, with Wright, just that, you know, if you're frustrated, you can move on, but, like, you might get burned because, you know, he can, he can heat up in a hurry. And, um, you know, hopefully... 
Um, he can uh, get some more minutes. Um, you know, it, it, as long as Carlisle will, will actually give him the opportunity. So you never know there. Uh, Pistons, Bulls, the Bulls actually kind of beat that moving you-know-what out of uh, the Pistons tonight. 109-89, to 89. the Pistons are struggling, man. Um, on the Pistons' side, um, not a, God almighty, not a whole lot going on. Uh, other starters, Blake Griffin uh, had 16 points and eight boards. And uh, a, a few other stats, but he had a lousy shooting night. Uh, he did chip in a steal, had some four, uh, had four turnovers. Um, uh, not great since returning from his injury. Again, you're not going to get rid of him, obviously, but uh, you know, temper your expectations right now because this team's struggling. Uh, also struggling, Andre Drummond. The uh, you know, once Griffin came back, he really hasn't been that same monster. He started out the season as only sixteen. Six points tonight on three of ten shooting. Boards, obviously. Uh, two steals, three blocks, which help keep things afloat. But we need better shooting from a big guy like Drummond. Uh, the boards are obviously nice, but uh, he really has, uh, you know, has, hasn't been himself uh, since Gr- uh, Griffin rejoined the lineup. Uh, Luke Kennard, a poor shooting night, 4 of 15. Uh, this team, coincidentally, is getting healthier. Uh, with D. Rose played in this one, uh, had 18 points on 5 of 11 shooting. Just, you know, the team as a whole shot under 34% for the night. So it's hard to, to get, you know, good fantasy analysis from this team uh, just because, again, when, when you're shooting this poor, you're just kind of talking about, all right, this just might not have been our night. You're obviously not getting rid of Drummond. You're not getting rid of Griffin. Kennard, you're probably not getting rid of. He did play 38 minutes, so he's pretty secure uh, in that starting lineup. But that uh, that point guard position seems to be a bit of a revolving door between Galloway, Bruce Brown, and D. Rose. Uh, so it's hard to say who will emerge from there. Uh, but it was a rough night all around for all of those players. Uh, Christian Wood did have a good night, though, off the bench. 12 points, 10 boards, 3 blocks. We know he can fill it up when he gets the opportunity, but this might have been more of a function of this game without a hand uh, than it was Christian Wood getting his opportunity. So I wouldn't uh, mean too much about it, but you deep leaguers should hang on to him. Uh, Kurt, anything on the Pistons? No, sir, you nailed it. On the Bulls' side, Larry Markkinen had one of his better games. He had been, after... A white-hot first game to start the year. He has been a disaster. But tonight, he bounced back with 24 points, 6 rebounds, 1 steal, 2 blocks. He doesn't normally get you those defensive stats. And he had 3 triples, along with 7 of 14 from the field. Hurt you a little bit of free throw line, 7 of 11. But good to see him bounce back to going him. Wendell Carter Jr. had 12 and 15 with 1 assist, 1 steal, and 1 block. He's having a really good season. Kind of low-key good season, I would say. Uh, Thomas Sadoransky, he continues to be probably the guy that you want to own here from the point guard position, even though he's listed as shooting guard. Uh, 15 points, 7 assists, 4 boards, 2 steals, 3 threes. Good shooting percentage from the field. Zach Levine had probably his quietest game of the season. Only 5 points, 3 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 of 11 from the field. Just an off night for Levine. Shaq Harrison. This is 
a very, very nice line. Filled in for Otto Porter, who's out for, well, we don't really know how long. I think last I heard was two weeks. Uh, 15 points, 11 rebounds, 5 assists, 3 steals, 1 block, 1 3. He hasn't really played a ton in the past for us to have a great sample size on him. But this is very intriguing, especially if he's going to keep starting. Although, Zach Levine's usually going to shoot more than he did tonight, so that might cut into his shooting. But very nice, well-rounded line from Shaq Harrison. Thad Young off the bench. Only played 17 minutes. Daniel Gafford played 15. He was somebody that deep leaguers were looking at. Only two points, three boards, two blocks. He might get a chance some point later in the season, but I don't think he's worth owning right now. Kobe White, 12 points, five rebounds, three threes in 23 minutes. I don't think there's anything exciting about him, honestly. All he does is score and shoot threes. And the minutes are so up and down, his shooting is so up and down, that I want nothing to do with him. He's, he's not a nine-category guy. Uh, Chris Dunn, six and five with one assist. Sorry, five assists, one steal, one block. Ryan Archidiakono, nine points, three rebounds, two assists. So a lot of these guys splitting minutes at the point guard position. But again, uh, it seems to be pretty much every single night, Thomas Sadoransky is the guy that you want. Josh, are you interested in any of these other point guards over here for the Bulls? No, I'm still like it's still a bit of a mess. But like you said, I think Sadoransky's still the guy uh, for the time being. I think Shaq Harris, uh, Chandler Hutchinson was also hurt for this one, which is why Harrison got the spot start. Um, nice line again. I wouldn't pay too much mind to it. I just think they're they're short, two small forwards. So just happened to be Harrison was the next man up. And like you said, we thought there'd be more from Thad Young with, with Otto Porter out and with Hutchinson out, but a uh, very quiet night for him. Um, let's move on to the Jazz and the Timberwolves. The Utah Jazz winning uh, 103-95 to against the Wolves. Uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, 30 points in this one on 9 of 18 shootings, red hot from deep, 6 of 11. Uh, six and seven from the stripe, chipped in four boards, three assists, a steal. Uh, great night for him. Um, and he's, he's been great. Um, so you probably drafted him like kind of mid to late round. He's delivering mid to late round value, and these are the kinds of nights that he can deliver. He was uh, really stroking it tonight. Uh, Rudy Gobert had a really nice run. I, I kind of gave him the business. He started out really slow, but he picked it up. Uh, so a really solid night for him. 12 points, 15 boards, and five blocks. Uh, that's great. That, that, that's a Rudy Gobert line right there. Only five of eight from the floor uh, and two of three from the stripe. But, hey, you know, five blocks, that's a very good sign. And after starting out the first few weeks below the top 100, guess what? He's back being a top 50 player again. Uh, and there's only going to grow. So chances are whatever buy low window there was on him, uh, that's, that's, a, that's good and gone. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, 26 points, seven boards, two assists, a block, uh, poor shooting. So, uh, staple of, uh, Donovan Mitchell, nine of 24 from the floor, did have five three pointers. Uh, you know, this is kind of what we come to expect from Donovan Mitchell. Uh, some big popcorn stats, uh, some, some back and forth with how well he shoots. Um, and this was kind of a lousy one, but the sum of his parts means he's still a top 50 player. 
but uh, it was wasn't a great shooting night for him. Uh, but again, we'll come and go. But uh, you know, forty five percent on the year, so just just was one of his better nights uh, that he had. It, Mike Conley though had a pretty good night: sixteen points, eight assists, six boards, and a steal on on six of twelve shooting. So he's really shaken off a lot of the rust that he had had over the start of the season. So, um, you know, look, if you look at him from an overall rank, he's still really bad. But, um, you know, so you might still have a buy-low opportunity on him, but he's going to get hot in a hurry. So it might, that window might not last too much longer. Uh, so buy your shares of Mike Conley when you can. Uh, there's not a whole lot to talk about on this bench. Uh, Jeff Green had 10 points. Uh, three boards. Joe Ingles is, is really struggling, man. 27, 27 minutes, only three points, four assists, two steals. We love him here. We know that. But, uh, man, it's just been a really, really rough go all season for uh, for Joe Ingles. And, I, you know, the, other than that, there's not much else to talk to. Very starter-heavy team on this Utah Jazz team. Kurt, anything you want to add? I got nothing else on them, Josh. You want to hear about the Timberwolves? I would love to hear about the Timberwolves, sir. All right, my good man. Let me tell you about your boy, Andrew Wiggins, who returned from his three-game absence with illness. Um, and it didn't take him long to get up to speed. 22 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, 10 of 24 from the field. He hit a 3, only 1 of 10, but he was out three games. So not a bad line at all for somebody who's been out a few games. Carl Anthony Towns had a very quiet night by his standards. 14 and 12, but one assist and one block, four threes. He only took 10 shots, which is kind of weird. Jeff Teague, he's had a really good run of double-digit assists in the last few games. Uh, he had 12 and 6 tonight with a three and four rebounds. Robert Covington had 11 points, three boards, two steals, three blocks, one three. He hasn't been... Popping off the page this year, but he's just steadily plodding along. Top 50 value. I think he was in the top 30 last time I checked. Off the bench, we have Kellen Martin. 10 points, 7 rebounds, 1 block. Jarrett Culver had 10 points, 4 rebounds, 1 steal, 2 threes. There's been some buzz around him, but he's not a standard league guy right now, especially when you consider that Shabazz Napier is still out and he'll cut into his minutes. Other than that, there's not a whole lot to take away from this side of the box score. Josh, do you have anything? Yeah, the Wiggins line was, you know, not his best by any means. It actually kind of looks like Wiggins is old, but again, hopefully we can just chalk that up to I already missed some time and there was Getting some acclimation back, and the, the team wasn't shooting well. The Jazz are a good defensive team, so maybe, you know, we can just say, you know, it kind of is what it is, and just turn the page there. Uh, there was Gorgie Jang sighting, which was nice. Uh, only one point, but he had eight boards and three blocks in 15 minutes. So, who knows? Uh, but, yeah, chances are he's not going to make a dent as long as Carl uh, Anthony Towns is, is upright, so... Uh, and that, and that, that's all I got on the Timberwolves. All right, everyone. Josh is out for the next two games, so you got Captain carrying on. In our second-to-last game of the evening, we had the Houston Rockets taking on the Denver Nuggets. 
Denver came up with a 105-95 win over Houston. Mike Malone had an anyone-but-Harden game plan where he tried to take Harden out of the game with lots of double teams early on. It worked to an extent, I guess you could say. They got the W, but Harden still chipped in 27 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists, 3 steals, 4 threes, 8 of 16 from the field, 8 turnovers. So the 8 turnovers tied his season high, and this was his second lowest scoring effort minus the game. He started the year with 19 points. So if this is a bad line for Harden, you got to be stoked about that. You got to love if you took him at the number one pick or even if you took him anywhere in the top five you're loving this he's number three on the season by averages in nine cat and number one on totals his counterpart russell westbrook chipped in 25 points two rebounds five assists no steals or blocks but he had two threes westbrook's kind of doing westbrook things we didn't expect him to get the triple double average this year but he's not too far off he's been averaging 21 and 8 with seven assists and 1.8 steals. Uh, the same holes in his game are still there. The 42% from the field, 70 from the line, and 4.1 turnovers. Clint Capella. Man, people thought Capella was going to have his rebound numbers eaten into by Westbrook. It just has not been happening so far. This was Capella's fifth game in a row with 20-plus rebounds. And if I read this correctly, he's the first player since Ben Wallace in 2003 to record such a run. A little surprising to me. I thought Andre Drummond would have been uh, in that same realm and probably having more games like that, but I guess not. Daniel House returned today. Only played 21 minutes for five, point, five points, two rebounds, three assists, and a three. He came up with a sore left shoulder. And he didn't return. This is a different injury than he had last week. So hopefully he doesn't miss too much time here. P.J. Tucker was very quiet. He played 31 minutes but only had 5 points, 1 rebound, 1 steal, 1 3. He's been an elite add from the waiver wire this year. But some regression is definitely due. Off the bench... Honestly, there's not much to see here. It's mostly the starters. Deep leaguers could look to Austin Rivers. He had seven points in 28 minutes. But really, that is about all there is to see on the Houston side. For the Nuggets, Paul Millsap. His quietly nice season continues. 11-6 and six with two assists, three steals, and a block. He is number 62 on the season in nine cat averages, 61 by totals. So he's doing really well. Nikola Jokic. He had a bounce-back game with 27 points, 12 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 threes. Nice shooting from the field, and 2 threes. He did have 7 turnovers, but I think his owners will take that, seeing him get back on track tonight. Jamal Murray, after his 39-point game, he followed it up with a 10-point game with 9 assists, but pitched in a career-high 6 steals. So you'll take that from Jamal other guys, Will Barton had 15-7 and seven with 3 assists, 1 steal, 1 3. Gary Harris had 10-2 and two with 3 assists, 1 steal. So you know what to expect pretty much here. It's usually just going to be the starters. Jokic and Murray are, are your studs. And then you have Millsap, Barton, and Harris kind of trading lines of the night. Millsap's actually the better guy to own of the three by the numbers on the season. 
Like I said, 62 on average, 61 on totals. Barton at 71 on average, 109 on totals. And Gary Harris, a lot of us have been holding on, hoping for that top 50 kind of return, and it's just not there for him. He's number 155 per game and number 142 on total. So I've held him in a few spots, but he is one here bottom bench kind of guys. So if you could cut him and you wouldn't get too many complaints from me off the bench, you had Jerry and Grant get nine points and eight rebounds. And really that's about it. Even for your deep leaders, there's not a whole lot to see here. Moving on to the Celtics and the Clippers. This one was a good one that went into overtime. Clippers came out on top 107 to 104. We'll start on the Boston side. Jason Tatum continues his nice season with 30 points, six rebounds, three assists, two steals, two blocks, five threes. He's having a great year. Kimball Walker, an off shooting night, 13 and nine with two assists, one steal, three threes, four of 17 from the field with six turnovers, but he's been great. He'll bounce back. Jalen Brown, he's having a nice season, uh, nine points. Six rebounds, one assist, one steal, one three. So kind of a quieter night from him. But on the season, he's number 51 by per game numbers and number eight, not, sorry, 98 on total. So uh, you're getting a nice return on him. He was preseason ranked number 118. Marcus Smart. Uh, not a lot of people are talking about him, but he's been having a really nice season. For a guy who was preseason ranked 95 prior to tonight, He's number 57 on per game numbers and 42 on average. Tonight he went for 15 and 3 with 8 assists, 2 steals, and a 3. So very nice line from Marcus Smart. Daniel Tice continues to start, and he seems to be the guy to own out of the three-headed monster in the front court. He had 8 points, 14 rebounds, 6 assists, 3 steals, and no blocks, but played 31 minutes. Tice has been borderline by his per game numbers at 146 and total 157. Uh, borderline in standard leagues, that is. 14 teamers, he's a pickup, and obviously anything deeper than that. What's weighing, what's uh, floating his value so far, he's only been averaging prior to tonight 6.4 points, 7.2 boards, but 1.7 steals. So that's definitely floating his value. Again, 14 teamers, he probably needs to be owned. And even standard leaguers, if you need somebody to get you some blocks, he's the guy here. The Time Lord, Robert Williams, came off the bench for only nine minutes, no blocks. Uh, it's just not happening for him this year. We'd hope that he'd get more minutes. People compare him to this year's Mitchell Robinson and his ability to get blocks in a hurry, but he needs some minutes. Ennis Cantor. He's been very disappointing so far if you own him. He had eight points, six boards, one steal, and only played 12 minutes. And he seems to be playing second fiddle to Daniel Tice. He is currently number 282 per game, 311 on total. So for me, you know what he can do in limited minutes, but this might be too limited. So if you want to move on, if there's a super hot guy on the wire, I would drop him. Let's see. Let's move on. Actually, before we do, there's one other guy here, Brad Wanamaker. He had 14 points, three rebounds, five assists, one steal, and two threes, but played 27 minutes. 
And of anyone on the bench, he's probably the most intriguing here. His Over his last seven days, he's averaging 50% from the field, 93% from the free throw line on four attempts. So that really helps your free throws out. He's getting 0.5 triples, 9.3 points, 4.3 assists, and 1.3 steals. So not fantastic, not a 12-team type of guy, but definitely something you want to somebody you want to keep an eye on for 14-teamers and deeper. On the Clippers side, Kawhi Leonard returned from his three-game absence and chipped in 17 points, six rebounds, three assists, three steals, two blocks, and three threes. He also played 38 minutes. Again, this was an overtime game, but it's good to see Kawhi with the knee soreness going on. See him out there getting 38 minutes. A lot of people were panicking after this last stretch. My take on Kawhi is if you're in a roto league, it doesn't really matter when you're getting games played from him. If you get a solid 60 games from him at his first round value, that's worth it. In a head-to-head league, I'm not a fan, and he was sort of undraftable with the amount of games that you expected he was going to miss. So if it were me, I don't like the constant anxiety of thinking that he's going to miss a game. You never know when he's going to sit. I mean, he was practically healthy last year and still only played 60 games. So for me, if you ended up with him in a head-to-head league, what I would probably do, he's back now. I would wait for him to string together maybe four to five games, solid games in a row, to put this most recent three-game absence out of people's heads, and I would consider trading him. Maybe maybe you could get another somewhat first-round guy. Um on a per game average, you probably take a little hit, but maybe maybe target a guy like Kemba Walker. I just want to make sure that if I'm in a head-to-head league, that my first round or early second round guy is playing when it comes to the fantasy playoffs. So that's my take on Kawhi. Paul George, he's back and he's playing with a vengeance. 25 points, five rebounds, eight assists, four threes, five of six from the free throw line. Great to see PG out there. Patrick Beverly. Had a crazy good game. And even more surprising that this came with George and Leonard playing. Beverly went for 14 points, 16 rebounds, 7 assists, 3 steals, 2 blocks, and 4 threes. That one's a really a real stinger for me personally because I had him in one of my 12-team leagues and I just recently dropped him. So that one's going to sting. He's not going to do this on an every night basis. He's number 161 on a per game value and 156 on totals. So he's still in the standard league discussion, but kind of borderline. The big question here would be whether Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell could weather the storm with the two studs back. Lou Williams came out for 27 points, two rebounds, two assists, two steals, and three threes. He had seven turnovers, also played 37 minutes. So If you own Lou, you're pretty excited for him to come out here and have a game like this when the studs are back. Montrez Harrell was a little quiet, but still well-rounded line. Six points, six rebounds, three assists, two steals, two blocks. Played 31 minutes. Again, overtime, so without the overtime, he's probably looking at high 20s, which is more than enough time for Trez to get his value. Other than that, guys, that about wraps up our show for tonight. If you enjoyed it, please let us know. Uh, Follow us on Twitter. Josh is at Josh Millman. 
and I'm at Captain Kanegis, C-A-P-T-C-A-I-N-E-G-H-I-S. Check us out. The links will probably be in the description. Thanks for joining us, and have a great rest of your night. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.